Hey, this is Ronnie LeBlanc from Expedition Bigfoot, and you're listening to The Paranomaly Zone. Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You have found the Paranomaly Zone, and it is time for the last call. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghost. My name is Patrick Hopper, by the way. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghost, the paranormal poster boy himself, Mr. Michael Carbono. Mike, this is a crazy, bizarre topic for certain. Um, it is. I've already got my answer. Oh, awesome. Well... <laughs> Well, we could sh- we could save. We could just skip everything and yeah, <laughs> we could spare everyone you know thirty minutes and just tell them what we think right off the top of the bat. Nah, 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 nah. We we won't do that. No, it's yeah. uh, the last call is where we make the call, our own personal call, yay or nay, no shades of gray, real, fake. What do we think? No straddling the fence on this one, and this is an odd topic for sure. And this is another one that you came up with, Mike. Be this- certain. What was that? To be certain. Oh, to be certain. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, this is one that Mike actually sent to me as a suggestion. I had never heard of it before. Had you ever heard of this topic before, Mike, or was this fairly new to you as well when you stumbled across yeah, it? Yeah, it was, it was pretty new to me too. And I, I glanced at it and then I thought, wow, that sounds pretty interesting. So yeah. I read a little bit more and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, we Great are. Great concept. We are would make a great course. movie, or at least a it Twilight would. Zone episode. Yeah, exactly, a Twilight Zone episode. I can absolutely see that as as the case. But we were talking about none other than the urban legend, the mystery of the Philadelphia Bus Zero, or otherwise known as Wandering Bus. Phantom Bus? I'm not just so sure about the Phantom Bus, because it, it apparently, by all accounts isn't like a spectral vehicle it's it's no but it comes and goes it pops in and out yes yes and it appears to be fully um you know physical in form comes uh, from nowhere where you could touch it you obviously can climb aboard and ride away upon it yes and it ride it apparently it's like if you are filling down in the dumps and you are despondent and you're at your wits end and you happen to be wandering the streets of philadelphia apparently this bus comes out of nowhere Yes, and if you put an extra quarter in, your seat will vibrate. Now, that's an extra special edition <laughs> that I had no idea was re- was reality, Mike. So thank you. But it only vibrates in very small areas that are very uh, strategically put. Okay, on the seat. yeah, okay, very good, very good. <laughs> we got gotcha, you, we got gotcha, you, Mike. <clears throat> now, this these, this sounds absolutely loony. It does. It does. It does. But very interesting. Very, very interesting. And according to several paranormal investigators, there are a lot of people out there, Mike, in the Philadelphia area and the surrounding area who swear up and down that this is real, that this has happened to them. It it has happened to them. There are people that say that. 
Uh, to get to the gist of it, as I said, this kind of, I, I keep wanting to say phantom bus, but it's not a phantom bus. No. But it's basically like a, a, a bus of salvation. It's a, it's a, a, yes, a bus of emotional right. salvation. You know, it's, mm-hmm. again, as I mentioned briefly, that, you know, if you're, if you're um, a tortured soul, if you're despondent, uh, it, well, let's just say it, if you're suicidal, you know, right. this, this yeah. is. You kind of hitting rock bottom. You're hitting rock bottom for sure. This is like if you take a ride on this bus, it's like your chance for redemption type thing. Yeah. And I mean, just stopping it, stopping right there, like you said, Mike, that's an awesome idea for a Twilight Zone. I can't. Oh, sure. Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. That's so, so Twilight Zone esque. Um, yeah. Did you go meh or yeah? I couldn't tell there. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Said, yeah. Sorry. All right. Sorry. You kind of froze up a little. <laughs> you froze up a little bit on me. So I heard like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wandering bus is another name for a uh, bus zero. Most of these sightings, according to the witnesses and according to those who have experienced this, have taken place in the areas. Uh, I, I do have to read this one. This is mm-hmm. most often spotted in the areas of West Powelton, Center City, Poss Yunk. Never heard of that. Poss Yunk. Haverford and Dauphin. So yes, um, those, that is correct, sir. Those who have claimed to have rode the bus said that they felt compelled to do so for reasons that they can't describe. They can't even put into words why they felt compelled to get onto this bus. All they know is that while they are um, wandering the streets, trudging along the streets, they feel lost and alone. And they feel like this appearance of the bus is almost as if a lifeline was being thrown out to them, like a a last chance thrown out to them. Um, But the bus slows down on the first pass by the by the person. And just to make sure that mm, is this person in need of this bus, is he worthy? Is she worthy? It's kind of scoping them out, kind of Yeah, scoping them out. But, you know, the bus driver never allows his face to be seen. Um. But always seems to. Uh, now, to, what does uh, that suggest to you? Be, mm, well, if we're sticking, uh, if we're sticking to this being um, for the sake of the argument, for now, we're we're saying that this is legit. What does that say to you? That are you saying that like? Do you think that this bus driver is not allowing his face to be viewed, or is it just that? those who have witnessed him cannot remember what they saw mm, and they therefore yeah, cannot describe good point because it never did uh, come across as uh, the, the bus driver having his face covered like with a with a um mm-hmm. with a hood with or anything yeah yeah lone ranger's mask or i don't know I'm not sure yeah that's it's a, that's a good question it, it, it certainly adds to the the mystique of the story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that uh, you, you can never see the, you know, is it, uh, is the face, if it was seen, would it be a, a angelic positive thing or would it be a demonic thing? Or is it something that mm-hmm. would make somebody less likely to uh, take that first step into the bus when the bus actually stops and the door opens? That's a good good question, Mike. Isn't that part of the story, part of the urban legend too? That like those, if if you are one of the unfortunate few who, upon leaving the bus, you do not feel any better. Isn't that like um, I a, a oh I, you know what I need to find that article so I can quote it word for word here. Bear mm-hmm. with me. I need to find it as quick as I can. 
<clears throat> well, there's one here. Yeah, okay, the driver never allows his face to be seen, but the driver seems to sense exactly who is in need of assistance. I think right. you said that, Mike. Honing in on a likely candidate, like we said, scoping them out. The driver uh, is almost like gauging them. The driver, upon seeing, or upon seeing the bus and the driver for the first time, if the bus is intended to pick you up, if it is meant to happen, it's almost like um, the bus driver instinct, or the 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 the, the patrons mm-hmm. by instinct. They feel that help has arrived and therefore that they are, they're going to get right. on the bus. But if you choose to ignore it, you're not going to get another chance. No, that's it. You only get one chance. Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, the bus driver at that stage, his goal is to only make his presence known. If the dejected soul wishes to board the bus, he or she must wave it down and ask to be allowed inside. Mm-hmm. Then it's a matter of whether or not permission is granted upon which the doors are opened, allowing them to step into a place where they will be forced to face their demons head on. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. So what's going on there? So it is like their life being flashed before their eyes there. It kind of seems like that because uh, whoever chooses to go onto this bus, uh, they're, they're sitting in their seat, um, and uh, contemplating like their entire life and what's brought them to this really low, sad point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the demons that they have to face are, are these things that brought them to where they are. And um, it's your job to think through them and, and ponder enough to uh, resolve the issues mm-hmm. in your own mind. And kind of maybe take such a deep look into yourself that it's mm-hmm. as to like where the root of the problem really lies. Um, what is behind your your despondent nature, your mm-hmm. despondent state? Right. And there's no talking on the bus. Everything it's all quiet because every passenger that has been picked up and and is riding this bus, they're so absorbed in their own turmoil and thoughts and and. Uh, uh, inner struggles that uh, um, there's no talking. It's just everybody on there going through their own, you know, thoughts. You know what just popped in my brain, Mike? It's like, is the bus driver like a, <laughs> it's going to sound silly, is he like a, a spectral, omnipotent psychiatrist? <laughs> a, hmm. a, a psychiatrist from the other side, you know? because Omnipotent? Yeah. Maybe it's God it's it's they're there i mean they're not physically all lying on a couch but that's kind of essentially what's happening yeah, right. they're burying right. their souls they're 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 deep diving their soul searching and the bus driver is there simply to listen maybe and not respond though well how often do psychiatrists respond they they oh, never sure. give you they're an answer they never do little pictures of faces and things on their paper that <laughs> pretending to take notes so there's a great scene in the movie there's something about mary an old old movie now yeah it's but uh um the main character ben stiller's character is lying in the psych on the psych on the couch in the psychiatrist's office <laughs> and he's just laying his soul out he's bleeding his heart out just just bearing everything you know and the <laughs> the camera zooms outward and it shows that 
he's talking to an empty chair <laughs> and the psychiatrist <laughs> sneaks back in. Yeah, yeah. He has like a napkin shoved down his <laughs> his collar because he's just been out to lunch. <laughs> he's trying to come in quietly without Ben noticing him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, that, and then there's a famous hair gel scene with. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God. clears throat> yeah, that didn't involve yeah. a psychiatrist. But, with uh, Mary. Yes, of course, with Mary. But I, I don't know. I kind of I, I, I kind of like that idea, though. It's like a, a paranormal yeah. psychiatrist or, you know. If when when I say omnipotent, maybe that's too strong of a word. Yeah, because then that means that he's everywhere and he's you know all all places at all times. You know, omnipotence. So yeah, hmm. Maybe he's a messenger from that who <sighs> is that which is omnipotent. You know, mm. or a servant, or it could be Ralph Cramden. That too. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> point. No one's seen Ralph <clears throat> Cramden forever. So yeah. I'm just For those uh, of yeah. you who do not know Ralph Crandom, he was uh, <laughs> half the listeners. Jackie like, Gleason Ooh. on the Honeymooners. He was a bus driver. <clears throat> okay, now uh, getting back to the story at hand here, it does say here that an automated voice announces the name right. of the intersection from which the person was picked up. No mention is made of where the ride will end. No fare is re- uh, required. Some of these people who ex- claim to have experienced this say that they were, they are offered whatever change they had on hand, or that they offered whatever change they right. had on hand while others paid nothing, and the driver just continues to stare straight ahead, refusing to mm-hmm. engage. And does not engage with the passengers. Mm. Mm. Simply motions for them to take a seat, and all the while not looking. Yeah. Now, I wonder if the patrons, are they trying to look at his face, but and he's constantly turning away, or are they just there's some I, unseen power that's not allowing them to look at him? Yeah, I think through their uh, memories of the whole thing, they uh, just have no recollection or remember mm-hmm. that they had not seen the face or did not, maybe uh, it just didn't have a face. That's terrible. Maybe, uh, maybe the... Uh, deep contemplation that they were getting ready to get into is uh, just already phasing out things that they were seeing. Uh, this bus drive, uh, the bus ride, the journey uh, is has embarked time for deep reflection for all of the patrons. It's a time of they soul They immediately searching. start feeling that feeling of trance-like and deep reflection right. when they sit down. It's right. like it comes over them. It's almost yeah. You you wonder if the bus itself is some sort of con- yeah. It's conduit. something that's disguised as a bus. It's actually a great big meditation booth with yeah. <laughs> right. You go out the back door and you're actually in a in a what looks like a bus, but it's actually where tantric yoga is being done. Oh well, there you go. There you go. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it's during the period uh, when the journey takes when the the journey begins. That the events that led them to the point of desperation, the patrons to the point of desperation, are dissected one by one. Yeah, this is interesting, I think. Every possible scenario and outcome plays out in the recesses of their minds. Every possible scenario and every possible outcome. That could be an infinite number. Right, exactly. And and what's interesting here is that it's not people that just come on the bus and they sit there and they start thinking or contemplating. Mm -hmm. Everything is, there's some kind of a force at work here that is playing these things over in their mind 
like you know like the mm. so they, so they can figure out what they should have done what could they have done differently um it's like you know throughout life you have to choose the right path to go on mm-hmm. we don't always choose the right path i mean you know this in one point point of this person's life uh could have shown him as a young child and he should have taken the right fork in the road instead he goes to the left and that it just starts a domino effect for the next 10 years of yep. of where things yep. are just spiraling down absolutely man you I'm, know and these things are shown to them it's like mm. it's 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 um it's a small example of like the butterfly effect you know, yeah it's kinda every it's like, flipping uh, you know yep. every decision that you think is mundane and means nothing well it does it potentially it, does. it means absolutely the, does potentially means the world i mean yeah. it, it really really does uh, as the patrons work through their issues while on the ride, the rate the riders become aware that there are actually others on the bus, although no one ever seems to recollect who they were or what they looked like. Again, so you realize that you're surrounded by other passengers, but you have no details, no memories of what they looked like. Yeah. So that's uh, that's intriguing. Um, again, mm-hmm. no word is spoken aloud throughout the entire journey, which could last up to several hours. In but some cases, so, thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah, what are you, uh, please continue. I was just going to say what I believe you're going to say. Yeah, it could last for several hours, but in some cases, um, if some count, accounts are to be believed, the ride can continue for years. That's crazy. But there's no time rec- rec- uh, recollection of time for the passengers. They don't know if they've been in there for two minutes or two years or 10 years or three hours. They don't know. Is this a slip in time type experience it's, that's going it on? It very much could be very, you know, part of it. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, quickly again, Mike, you know, we just spoke uh, with Mr. Chris Jericho on his awesome podcast, Talk is Jericho. We were lucky enough to appear on it last Monday for the second time. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. But he mentioned briefly, because I asked him before our chat was done, I asked him if he right. had ever had any paranormal paranormal experiences himself. And he said, well, you know, nothing really major, but I did have such and such and such. And what did he tell tell us that he had? Just kind of <laughs> nonchalantly. And I'm like, what? Yeah, very what? nonchalantly. <laughs> he had a time displacement yes. occurrence that happened in his life. And boy, I, we just wanted to ask him so bad. I know, but we're like, what it was. But we, yeah, yeah we didn't get no, into it. But no, uh, maybe the next time we're on his show, maybe. But is that something that's going on here? Maybe. It's um, very possible. And it just can, can, continues to get odder and odder. Yeah. Um, and and during this whole thing too is that uh, it's 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 um, these passengers cannot see through the windows. It's just there's there's no nothing they can see on the other side of the windows of the bus. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like there's nothing. Is it just black, or is it just um, yeah, or they, they can't even see blackness? It's just yeah. there's just there's just nothing. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Crazy. But when they're when they're ready to come out of it, and when they've contemplated and uh, um, have things situated and put in the right order, and they're ready to be done with the ride, then they start to slowly see through the windows, like hmm. the bright city lights ahead. But at it, it, like at nighttime, you know, twinkling in the night, and uh, and that's when they um, they like snap out of like their trance. It, yeah, they're coming out of it, and and. Uh, they start to see, but that's not until everything is re- resolved and put back in order and, and uh, you're fixed. 
you know, if, mm. if you are one of the lucky ones who are fixed, um, you're kind of, uh, you're revitalized. You almost feel kind of, dare I say, reborn. Not necessarily oh, like sure. your, your problems are solved, but you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, you, right. you see there's hope. Hope has been yeah. restored. Yeah. And, you know, like when they can't see through these windows, um, they do have a sense of moving. So the bus is traveling through space mm. and time yeah. or whatever. Something. Some, yeah. Maybe in, maybe it's dimensional. I don't know. Now, like I said, way back at the beginning of this, there are some who gain nothing from the experience. And when they're exiting, when they exit the bus, they find out that they're no closer to their personal emotional salvation than they were when they first entered the bus. And unfortunately, this... Um, outcome is supposedly thought to be reserved for those who have committed acts against humanity. Sure. And like uh, acts, you know, stuff that we don't necessarily enjoy talking about or thinking about. And they soon learn that even on this bus where everyone, everyone else's misdeeds and uh, errors are attempted to be cleansed and washed away that, Theirs were unfortunately not. So is that like suggesting that there's um hmm there's a drawing there there's kind of like a uh what's the word I'm looking for, Mike? Like a, a a fine line that cannot be crossed. It's like, well, you're allowed on this bus and if you hadn't done something this terrible. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. Um if you are truly seeking salvation you are allowed on this bus if you're only seeking forgiveness because you're afraid of what might happen to you when you pass but you truly aren't sorry for what you did then you're not going to find salvation on this bus i mean i'm really digging i'm really reaching here i get it but that's all we can do is theorize about that we you know it's what do you think of this though mike i mean this is Let's get to the let's get to the yay or nay, no shade of gray here. I mean, I think okay. we kind of gave you, I think we kind of gave everyone a, a a good idea of what's happening with this urban legend. Let's just call yeah. it what it, what it is. It's an urban legend. What's going on here, Mike? Um, yeah. Talk about it a little bit before giving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any final uh, verdicts? So to I speak wonder, here. you know, if if some of these trips for certain people could take years why don't we hear more of uh people that have vanished and have been missing for eight or nine or ten years and then all of a sudden they show up again hmm. well it's or there's two years there's or, i mean there are so many missing people that you know in this world like i like on jericho's show we were talking about um you know what happens to these people that disappear how many Thousands just in in the United States alone uh, disappear every year Mm. or how many a day, you know, are these people that are still on this ride? Some of them, you know, I don't know. Well, Mike, it's funny that you just brought that up because I'm going to read this here. Okay. It says here that some passengers upon entering the bus, and when the journey embarks, they come to the quick realization that they can't handle having their emotions laid out 
just bare right in front of oh, them. Oh, I'm sure. And supposedly, they have been known to pull the string on the bus and demand to be let off this bus uh, prematurely. And the driver, the unseen driver, is forced to oblige, leaving them exactly as he found them physically and emotionally. And it's mm. only after the bus pulls away that they realize too late that they that they let their only chance at happiness slip away. Yeah. There are also others who try in earnest but are never quite able to come to terms with their own actions and as a result can never make them right. Striving for a breakthrough that will never come, they ride the bus forever and their loved ones never know what became of them. Sure. Yeah, there wow. you go. I, mm. That's a- absolutely fascinating. Kind of, That's kind of troublesome. Yeah, thinking about that, it's like where. So what happened to little Johnny? You know, well, he's on the bus to nowhere. <laughs> little, little Johnny, this lived a life so horrible that he's. <laughs> oh my God, I know. <laughs> okay, sorry, Big Johnny. You know, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's man, Big that, John. That's a little. That's kind of sad. Bad John. Okay. Ooh, anyway, wow, that was really cool. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Start charging for that, Mike. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get to it, Mike. Um. What do you think's going on here? And yay or nay, no shades of gray, my friend. It's that time. Hmm. Well, I'm as hard as, as it is for our feeble little human minds to wrap ourselves, wrap it around something like this, if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It's a, uh, is it, is it a, an alien abduction that is a, uh, um, has that where the aliens have put a I like a uh, um, cover story in your mind? It's like, oh, wow, that's a great I'm gonna be way made of to looking think at that it. I am fine on this bus and just contemplating life and in a trance. Well, all the while, there are three gray aliens, and each one of them has their thumb up your ass, and <laughs> you don't know it because <laughs> it's a it's a cover story. I mean, it, it's it's an implanted memory that you're not going through the, the abduction. You are you're just fine on a bus, just traveling and and contemplating life <laughs> and fixing your problems while being anally probed. Yeah, I just had for some reason I had the vision, terrible vision of like being lifted up by this unseen force and being placed upon. Your rump upon like the the cl- the clutch of the of the bus, <laughs> and you're spun. You're, the sh- you're, the you're, shifter, the shifter, yeah. And then you're you're, you're like spun around. You're like, it's like okay, let's see where it ends. Uh, that was a crazy little vision there. I apologize for that. That was my allergies kicking in, so that's fine. Oh boy, <laughs> not the clutch itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, well, yeah. okay, a alien probing out of the way here. I do like the yeah. idea, though, Mike, of it being like kind of like a cloaked version of alien abduction almost. Right. Or, you know, um, or the false memories being planted in their false brains. False memories, yeah. You know, it's like. They do that all the time. Yeah. I mean, also, how many, how many of our own odd personal experiences that we all go through could be related to some sort of alien interaction. We don't know. Yeah. We do not know. I mean, my dog just puked in this kennel. That could have been caused by an alien. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, hmm. You mean there's no such thing as a six-foot rabbit? I don't think so. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, uh. beautiful hair. Okay, sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Mike. Um, <laughs> I really like that idea. Do you have any other thoughts on it, or you want to just give your yay or nay? Oh, no, I'm I'm thought it out. You're thought it out. That's a good word. Good good phrase. Good I've drank way too much Diet Coke tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's buzzing. He's got a he's on a caffeine high right now, my yeah. friends. Okay, yay or nay? Now this is something that I've 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 thought about as you know very deeply when I was researching this, and I was listening to what your your thoughts were on it, and I was kind of building this this. Uh, large sack, if you will, full of information <laughs> that I take, uh, I, I take, I take, I take half something. of the information I got it in. And I, I, in my mind, I, I, I squish it with my hands into a, a round spherical ball, a malleable ball. And, and then I take the other half that I, that uh, goes in the other direction. And I squeeze that in my hand in a malleable ball, like you said. <laughs> so I got these two, in the sack that I, that I've uh, envisioning this sack. So with let these me. Two so, so let me. Large let, malleable balls in that you are holding in your hands. <laughs> two malleable uh. balls in a sack. <laughs> so. Malleable balls of information. Oh, okay. Okay. And, Just clarify. And they're and they're in this in a sack, and I, <laughs> I, I separate through both <laughs> both of them. Uh, the best that I can, and I have come to a conclusion. I must say, mm-hmm. I have. All right, let's hear it. I think it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys and girls, uh, longtime listeners know that Mike. I, how many? We're going on well over twenty. Um, formerly one last take, and now the last call. At least 20, maybe 25, maybe even more than that. And Mike, for the majority, I'd say 90% of them, you've said that you, you've you given the yay, the big, sure. the big yay. Uh, this, uh, you were pretty adamant that this was uh, definitely a... Turd pile. Turd pile. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't even know how much time I want to waste. Yeah. To, to well, get... you know, <laughs> hey, it's... It, it's uh... It's a ball sack full of shite. Apparently, it's a malleable ball sack full of shite that Mike is clutching ever so delicately in his hands while he's contemplating something. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, well, let's see here. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, massage my balls in a sack, <laughs> um, but not those that Mike is suggesting so sickly that he always does. Um, yeah, I would have to say, without any further ado, I'm trying to find something that makes any sort of sense. <laughs> well, first off, when I first heard the story, my initial reaction was simply... That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, yay or nay, no shades of gray. Uh, am I going to say I'm a believer, Igor? No. Yeah, I would say no, no. for sure. I'm no. looking for the loser horn. I just can't find it. So, no. Mike, when no. it comes to this no. this idea, definitely I am giving it a big yeah, horses yeah. day, big time horses. So. But but boy, it was fun to talk about. It was fun to talk about. And who's to say? Just because we're saying we think it's oh, not sure. true, yeah, we're not. There saying are things that, out there. How do, that, how do we know? Uh, how do we know? That we have no idea about that would make us shudder. I love the idea, though, man. It is a oh yeah, it's an awesome, awesome idea. idea. Like you said, that sounds like a terrific episode of the Twilight Zone or any sort of any sort of yeah. cool paranormal 
uh, original fiction type stuff. I yeah. love the idea. Love the idea. Yeah. The whole story just, it just smacks with black and white. Yeah, I can see it. Like yeah. a Twilight Zone. Yep. Well, with, you know, like you said, the shadowy bus driver, yep. you can't see him, you know. Yep. You can't see out the window. So you out see, the windows. it's like you're looking out, out in the, into a fog. Oh, you can sense with it. With the, with the windows a little, little damp with, mm-hmm. with moisture and, Damp. And humidity. All you see is the you you swipe that off with your hand, and you just see the slowly forming impression of a ball sack. Up yes. on a, no, 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 no. See, now I can't get <laughs> my mind's all over the place here, Mike. So and you and you look ahead where the driver is, and he's got one of those those brass balls hanging down, like what you see <laughs> exactly. at the, uh, people's trailer hitches on their pickup. And apparently, uh, aliens abduct people and spin them on the clutch. Since I'm such an idiot, but uh, no, the shifter, the shifter. Yeah, so. I, I think you need to take back that. Okay. Comment. No, I won't. It's left in there. <laughs> it's left in there. Well, Mike, anyway, is, uh, it, this has been really cool. Unfortunately, it we're, has. we're both giving it the big time. But you know what? That doesn't say that we are right by any. No, oh, absolutely not. Well, Mike, this has been a blast. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you so much for uh, joining me for the the. Uh, the flagship part of the flagship podcast. Hey, it was it's what I do. I know. I always have a great time hanging <laughs> out with you, my friend. I love talking all things paranormal, odd, and mysterious with you, or strange and mysterious, I should say. So um, looking forward to next week. Looking forward to the next Patreon yes. episode. And onward yep. and upward we shall go. Looking forward to the Jericho episode dropping for sure. It's going to yep. be a great time for the Paranomaly Zone and our listeners. Yes, and also uh, tentatively um, in... Two weekends to come That's right. is yeah. a uh, great possibility that we are discussing, and we are going to try and make it to the White Stone Battlefield. It's about two and a half hours, two hours from where I live, where there is a nasty, well, they call it a battle, but it was more like a massacre. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, we're going to do some, respectfully going to do some uh, um ghost hunting out there and see some investigating apps i uh man let's make it work man let's make it work yep. two weeks two weeks two weeks so until next time boys and girls we can't thank you enough we hope you enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed recording it and putting it out for your hopefully listening pleasure mike until next time what do our paranormal pals have to do uh just in the most mild manner sit back relax and peace out